Blog Talk Radio. Healthy and Tone Radio with your host, Darren Batman McDuck. And now, prepare to get fat. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio, also known as Fat Man Radio. I'm your host, Darren Fatman McDuffie. Another good episode tonight. We're actually going to be talking about water and something that you didn't know about water. Uh, this week is um, probably something that I have never really done, and that's had two shows in a week. So Monday we had Joyce Moore on. If you haven't listened to that show, we talked about comfort foods and body transformation. That show was on Monday. You can go into the blog, uh, talk archives, and listen to that show. And um, if you're on iTunes, you can go to iTunes and listen to that as well and download the show from show from there. So uh, please do so. And if you're on iTunes and you're downloading the show, please leave me some reviews. I love to see the uh, reviews there. Um, if you're enjoying the show, let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. But please at least leave me a good review. Also help me build the community with regards to uh, having better guests, uh, getting more people involved with the community so we can get some people healthy. Go to the uh, Facebook fan page and start liking the page. It's facebook.com slash I'm the fat man. That's I like initial M like Mary, the fat man. And fat is spelled P like Paul, H-A-T man. You can also connect with me on Twitter. So Twitter is the fat underscore man. Fat again is spelled with a P-H and not an F. So you can connect with me there. And I'm also on Pinterest. And on Pinterest, I'm posting the podcast and also uh, past blog posts. And I just blogged, talked about this Monday, I just blogged um, on uh, I'm the Fat Man blog about my weight loss lessons, some lessons that I've learned. I've been on this journey since 2005. And in 10 years, I've learned a lot that kind of helped me to kind of circumvent or avoid the mid-age bulge that everybody else is uh is uh, having, especially when you get into your 40s. I'm 44 years old. So when you get into your 40s, many people start to spread out and expand, and they don't know why that's happening. So I share with you my lessons in weight loss, so don't forget to go by the blog, imthefatman.com, and read that blog. All right, so tonight's show is The Secrets of Water with Paul. I'm just going to say Paul B. I don't know how to pronounce Paul's last name, so I don't want to hack it up here, so I won't... um, won't try to pronounce that, but let me see if Paul is there. I'm here. Hey, Paul, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, man, how do you pronounce your last name? Baratero. Baratero, got it. I didn't want to say I, I was going to try, and I was like, nope, <laughs> I'm not going to try to try to do it. No problem, but, no problem. Yeah, yeah, I know you're on the West Coast tonight. I'm, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I know that time differential there is about three hours. So, you know, you're at 5 o'clock. I'm here at 8 o'clock. So thank you so much for be, being on tonight. No problem. Yeah, I'm here. Um, it's it's 6 o'clock here, two-hour difference. But I'm I'm glad to be on the show. Excited. Oh, you're in, Cal- you're in California or Utah? Utah. Okay, yeah, so it's two hours. I was thinking it was three hours. 
All right, yeah. so let's get let's uh let's get into this water thing. I'm very interested in learning more. I've been doing my research and have some questions for you. Um but before we get into start to start talking about that, can you kind of give us your background and how you came upon all of this um the the water and the molecular hydrogen and all of that stuff? Absolutely. It it kind of goes back a little ways. Um not quite uh, 11 years, but just over 10 years. I was actually introduced uh, by some friends who had heard about the technology. It really wasn't much going on in this country at the time, but they had they had learned about the technology, and my wife was suffering from some conditions, thyroid, hypothyroid, and also some um, girl stuff. And so effectively, they said, hey, we think this will help your wife. And so they gave her some of the water, and... Next thing you know, my wife is saying, holy cow, my body craves this water. And I, I just was watching her. And over a six-month period, I watched her improve significantly in the menstrual cycle and also just on energy levels and different things of that nature. So I started doing some research. Uh, as a practitioner myself, as a podorthist, I would, my scope of practice is ankle down for diabetic patients and what have you for foot condition. And so I was looking at it from from that perspective and saying, okay, I want to know what the heck. I understand that it works. I understand that these uh, fantastic uh, claims that sound way too good to be true, I want to know if there's some reality to them or if it's just, you know, people having some great faith, what it is. And so I started doing some research and found out that there was significant research and demonstrated science all from Japan, typically, and then it spread across the rest, you know other parts of the world over the years, but it all then started in Japan, and it just I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that something as simple as water could change diabetes, for instance, or could change pathology or change the chemistry of the body. That there could be such a simple thing that we're all used to drinking every day. And so for me, it was a huge moment where it changed my the life, my wife's life, and so therefore mine. And then I then wanted to bless as many people as I could with it and, and have everyone have that experience that I had where all of a sudden my wife wasn't in bed for a week out of the month, but she was up and around and enjoying life. And so for me, it, it was a real thing that I had to look at because I didn't think anything about water. That's what I drank. But I never thought there could be properties in water specific to helping pathology or helping people feel better. So for me, it all started with my wife, and, and that's what uh, caused me to look deeper. Yeah. So what's we talk about water, and I know when I first started my, my journey back in 2005, um, thought water was water. So what what's actually wrong with our water now, and why is it not providing us with the benefits that it should be providing us? Well, it's an interesting question because, and we could do a 20-hour show on that, but <laughs> effectively, when we look at water, we have to look at water from many different sides because if we were talking about water that was coming out of a mountain that had just rained and we were capturing it, that would be amazing water to drink. Um, but we don't have that available to us very often. At least most of the population, A, doesn't live on top of a mountain, and B, we're relying upon municipalities, 
purifying water through the methods that we've accepted as civilized nation. We're utilizing bottled water. We're utilizing well water. Those are the sources that we have or most people have. And each one of those water sources have inherent issues. And as much as we clean water, for instance, with, for drinking water or tap water that most people have in, you know, have in their home, there's a lot of issues. There's metals just from the pipes. You know, it isn't like anybody's putting metals in the water to try and hurt us. But in the pipes that we're using to deliver it to homes, you know, you have lead, you have other things that are in there. We also know that there's pharmaceuticals in the water. We know that there's fluoride added to many municipalities. There's chloramine. There's there's many different things that are added to the water that people don't really want to take in to their bodies. When it gets to wells, you know, wells can feed from 300 miles around. So if there's pesticide use on the somewhere within the 300 mile radius, it could get it could get into the well. You know, bottled water. We know January 2014 there was a study that came out showing there was 24,500 harmful chemicals in all brands of bottled water because it's coming from the plastic gassing off, you know, the chemicals that gas off from the injection molding of the, of the plastic. So every t- type of water that we look at that we could have to drink, there are issues. So if we can, first of all, filter tap water, this is shown to be one of the best waters, believe it or not, is if we can appropriately filter tap water. What we do is not only filter with nine-stage filters so that we get all the things out of the water that we really don't want in the water, that you don't want taking into your body to add extra toxic burden, but we also then put molecular hydrogen into the water through electrolysis, which is what our system is. And that's where all the medical benefits or the therapeutic benefits come from is the molecular hydrogen. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to touch on that here in a little bit. Um, Two terms that I've always been confused at, and I'm not sure if they are the same thing or kind of one in the same, is the term alkalinity or alkalinized water and ionized water. Are those two uh, terms interchangeable or are they two totally different things? No. Well, it's, yeah, alkalinity is actually mineral content. Alkaline is pH. So those two, which are typically used interchangeably, should not be used interchangeably. One is having to do with with how much hydrogen is in the water, pH, potential hydrogen. The other one is having to do with mineral content. So they they should not be used interchangeably, but they are. Ionized water is also a generalized term that should be called electrolyzed reduced water, which is the scientific name but it's been shortened to ionized water because everyone likes to shorten things. A water ionizer produces what people shortened it to ionized water, and typically ionized water has higher and lower pH, so it just started to be called alkaline water. And it has stuck because of great marketing minds and people, but unfortunately that pH or the alkaline, the re, you know, the fact that the water has a higher pH does nothing for us medically. So from a perspective of therapeutic nature, the just drinking higher pH water is not going to accomplish anything for us on a medical basis. 
but that's what people called it, and so that's what people understand as they hear alkaline water, alkaline water, alkaline water, and now you have companies bottling it and selling it in the grocery stores and Whole Foods, and and so the whole coined phrase of alkaline water is definitely sticking. And there are many people that teach it's the pH of the water that helps our bodies to do better, but this is completely false information. Mm-hmm. And it's all what what many people try to base it on is Otto Warburg. They 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 improperly quote him in saying that things that he said about cancer not existing in an alkaline environment. But the whole foundational theory that you need to make your body alkaline or you need to make your body less acidic, it's not possible. Uh, it's it's misnomer. It's, mis, it's pseudoscience because effectively each one of the organs in the body are have to function at a specific pH to do their jobs appropriately, and we're not going to change that. Blood, for instance, has a very narrow range, 7.3 to 7.45. You're not going to affect that with what you do. The body will sacrifice everything it can to keep the blood pH where it needs to be. So the whole thought process of people saying you need to alkalinize your body, it's just false information. Um, and, and one of my very dear friends, Tyler LeBaron, who I told you about the website Molecular Hydrogen Institute, he mm-hmm. goes through very scientifically, very beautifully, and systematically helps people understand how not only is that incorrect, you say you're going to alkalinize your body, but it's impossible to do because we could go through every organ, we could go through cells themselves, and everything in the body are all different pHs because they have different functions and different purposes. And if we made the stomach alkaline, for instance, it wouldn't function the way it's supposed to function. And so it's just something that we need to educate people and help them understand that they they're, they don't need to try and alkalinize their body, and they're not going to be successful if they think they are. Just because they're testing blood, or excuse me, urine or saliva pH does not mean they're alkalinizing their body. It means yes. the waste that are being dumped in their urine is going to be, you know, waste that are coming out of the system, one, one side or another, and so the pH will change. But that's the foundational thought we need to help people understand, is that if it was just pH, we could put baking soda in water and they have the miracles, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so strange that you mentioned that because I was just looking at um, an article today that um, uh, Chris Cresser wrote about the whole acid-alkaline uh, balance, and I was just looking into that. And I'd heard something about it, <clears throat> excuse me, a long time ago. But when, you know, I first started in health, I always thought I had that belief because I had read it so much and over and over again that you needed an alkaline body, that disease couldn't exist if your body was alkaline. But as I further started to study, I'm like, okay, hold up. So the stomach needs acid to break things down, just like you mentioned, different organs need different pHs or different types of balance. And I'm like, well, if the stomach needs acid to break foods down, then how can you, how does this whole theory evolve? So you just did a good job of explaining that. Um, yeah. One of the things that I've, I've studied too, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things that I studied too, Paul, was oxidative stress. And um, it was interesting to go on the website and just take a look at molecular hydrogen and how it actually helps the cells. Can you kind of explain what molecular hydrogen is and how it's actually um just helping the cells and helping you mention different ailments and how it helps different ailments. But can you kind of uh, explain that to us? 
Well, there are many. We we have, for instance, I, I told you molecularhydrogeninstitute.com. On that website, um, you can go to a clinical section. And Tyler, for instance, has found 400 studies, peer-reviewed articles, just a combination showing the therapeutic effect of molecular hydrogen on 140 human diseases. So, and, and every single organ in the body is positively affected by molecular hydrogen. So there's not a part of the body that we can't affect. There's not a pathology that yet that we found that we can't affect. And we, I was the reason I'm here in, in Utah is because we're having meetings for two days with a major, major company I can't discuss, but a major company that is wanting to um, produce a device that basically that will produce hydrogen-enriched water. And so we were educating them, Tyler and I, he's sitting next to me actually, and we were educating them on what happens for hydrogen, molecular hydrogen and pathology. And we were discussing cancer cells. We were discussing rheumatoid arthritis. We were discussing all kinds of different aspects in the body. And and really, we can get down in, into a very deep conversation on how the hydrogen itself really functions to establish balance in the body. So not only, I mean, many people will say, and we say that there are free radicals in the body, like a hydroxyl radical, for instance, that when that combines with the hydrogen, it creates water molecules, which is wonderful because you're converting free radicals into water. And so you're lowering, lowering the toxic burden on the body. You're lowering metabolic process. You're doing a lot of things to the body when you take away free radicals. But when you come to each pathology, we would have to discuss each and every pathology and what it's doing to help. Because in some situations, like we discussed Parkinson's today, and Parkinson's is, is a pathology that happens in the brain, right? Mm-hmm. And all the, all the studies show that molecular hydrogen will help Parkinson's or at least stop the progression of Parkinson's. Yet the studies didn't find hydrogen in the brain, but they did find hydrogen turning on aspects of the system. And that's how... Parkinson's was affected, for instance. You're not effectively taking a cell and changing it from Parkinson's to not because it's a neurologic disorder, but you're changing pathways in the body that the body itself can start fixing. And so, again, Tyler, I would love to have Tyler on sometime, um, and we can do that now if if we want to give him a second to answer your question on pathology because I would love for him to make a real general. He's very scientific, but we can make it simple enough for people to understand. And he's a... um, a wonderful athlete too, so you'll, you'll you'll love that. But effectively, each one of these pathologies, hydrogen specifically affects it in different ways, from rheumatoid arthritis to cancer to diabetes to Parkinson's to, to Alzheimer's. We, we can get into many many different uh, aspects of what the hydrogen is doing. But in general terms, hydrogen seems to get into our body and helps to not only get rid of the free radical burden, but then it begins to help the body producing the the things that it needs to balance itself effectively without getting into deep science and getting into what exactly it's, it's doing because it's going to depend on each pathology. But effectively, it brings homeostasis back. It brings us back to balance and it 
produces glutathione in certain cells when needed naturally. It, you know, but those are the kind of things that it does. Would you like Tyler to answer the question as well from a scientific perspective? Uh, yeah, put him on. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Uh-huh. Hi, Darren. Hey, Tyler. How are you? Yeah, good. Yeah, doing well. Just neat to uh, listen to the conversation. Yeah, yeah. I saw one of your videos. I actually went to the site and saw the video. But um, I was asking Paul about the role of the molecular hydrogen and how it helps different types of ailments. And I remember looking on a website and just uh, I had done some studying on oxidative stress and how it actually uh, gets into the cells and helps the cells. And can you kind of break that down into layman's terms, because I know um, the audience might not be as scientific as you and I, but can you kind of break that down and just talk a little bit about it? Sure, absolutely. Uh, for as far as oxidative stress goes, oxidative stress is, comes from those free radicals, which are basically unpaired electrons, uh, you know, atoms with unpaired electrons or whatnot, and that can cause damage to the DNA, to the proteins, to the cell membranes, cause cell death, narcosis. In fact, virtually every disease it is linked in some way to oxidative stress. So that's mm-hmm. certainly something we would like to reduce. And the way that hydrogen gas is able to do that is that there's two ways. Paul had mentioned uh, one of them is that hydrogen gas is able to selectively neutralize the cytotoxic hydroxyl radical. The hydroxyl radical is OH neutral, and it's the most cellular toxic radical there is. There's no benefit for it. It's just plain, it's just plain bad. And when mm-hmm. hydrogen gas reacts with that radical, it converts it into harmless water right in the cell. And mm-hmm. th- this that mechanism is actually was actually published in 2007 in a very highly respected scientific journal called uh, the the Journal of Nature Medicine. And so that's one of the main reasons uh, that it appears that hydrogen gas is beneficial. The next reason that hydrogen gas is able to lower oxidative stress is because hydrogen gas can increase your body's own antioxidants. So that we have exogenous antioxidants, things we take in from your food, from your fruits and vegetables, like your polyphenols, your your vitamin C, vitamin E, these types of things. However, your body also produces other antioxidants, such as glutathione or superoxide dismutase or glutathione peroxidase or catalase. There are many of these cytoprotective enzymes and proteins. Well, these are all regulated by the DNA. Hydrogen gas has the ability to activate that DNA by by activating a transcription factor called the NRF2 pathway. Anyways, what happens is all these different enzymes, the cytoprotective enzymes, are increased or upregulated. Um, so, so they maintain the homeostatic level of where they need to be in order to maintain the cellular redox homeostasis. In other words, just like a battery, you know, if you go, the battery goes dead once, you know, it, uh, it drains the energy. And hydrogen gas is able to maintain that that redox or that potential, if you will, of that of that cell. So that's those are the two ways hydrogen gas uh, combats oxidative stress. One by converting toxic hydroxyl radicals to water, and the other by 
helping or maintaining the homeostatic level of our body's own endogenous antioxidants. Got it. A lot of science in there. For I think I think they can they can follow it. Um, <laughs> now with um, the you've read a lot of studies on these things. What are some of the conditions that you've seen that have people have improved in? I know that. Um, Paul had mentioned diabetes. What all? I know you've kind of gone through a lot of these studies, and they're not all uh, American studies. But um, what are some of the conditions you've seen improve when you've been uh, going through these studies? Yeah, well, as, as Paul mentioned, there there's over a hundred and different human diseases which have been which hydrogen gas has been shown to be therapeutic. Uh, I, I did. I spent a couple of months in Japan at Nagoya University doing research there on the molecular mechanisms of hydrogen gas. And at Nagoya, one of the things they, that uh, was studied a lot was actually Parkinson's disease, as Paul mentioned. Some of the other diseases include things like rheumatoid arthritis, diabetes, just metabolic syndrome in general, like uh, hypercholesterol. Of course, you have other uh, hypoxia or ischemia type damage, you know, low oxygen levels that occur like during a stroke or during you know, blood clots or, uh, you know, these types of things. Um, also, maybe protection from uh, various uh, toxins and, you know, environmental pollutions and things like that. In fact, uh, radiation poisoning, which, you know, we have the whole thing in Japan, the Fukushima radiation. We also have astronauts traveling in space to get radiation. Well, because hydrogen gas has been shown to be very protective and therapeutic at pro- uh, protecting against radiation, uh, where NASA has, is actually looking into and doing research on hydrogen-rich water to protect their astronauts during space travel. So this this is a this is a major breakthrough and something very very awesome that can help so so many people in, in so many different areas. Um, they a lot of uh, animal studies of course that they've shown even for here's an interesting one when when mothers are are pregnant and of course when they're giving birth their uh, some sometimes the their baby can undergo low oxygen levels and that can cause serious brain damage well they did some studies in animals and they found that when the mother would drink hydrogen water that hydrogen gas would go into the mother and then transfer through the placenta and protect the baby. So even though the baby was exposed to low oxygen levels and would normally cause severe brain damage, the hydrogen gas almost prevented the the damage from occurring, like completely. It was it's very impressive. So the, anyway, the hydrogen gas has been studied in so many different things, and it, it makes a lot of sense. Hydrogen gas being the smallest molecule. It's the most cellular bioavailable molecule there is because it can easily diffuse into the cells and subcellular compartments, and, mm-hmm. and that's where it that's where it does its stuff. Where that's where it works with magic. Okay, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for that, uh, Tyler. Um, can you put Paul back on and we can? Yeah, just, sure. Yeah. Oh, that. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, buddy. That was certainly a, a first, Paul. I never had two guests on the show ser- uh, sharing a phone. <laughs> well, we, you know, we'll we're, get we're, through we're, it. we're a good team. So. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I wanted to kind of um, get 10 more minutes of your time. Again, I know that you're out of town. Kind of um, 
go over the technology. So this is a system that people can actually install in their homes. And before we get into the system, this adds extra hydrogen to the water. How does this actually do that? Okay, so the foundational technology in the machine is electrolysis. And for yeah, for electrolysis, you have electrodes, okay? That's how electrolysis works. So you have negatively charged and positively charged electrodes. Off of the negatively charged electrodes that we would call a cathode, the hydrogen gas is produced on the surface of that electrode, and it's coming off the electrodes, and that's going into the water in a dissolved state. So that's what we're interested in. That's where the benefit comes from is in the water, when the water goes through the electrolysis, hydrogen gas is put into a dissolved state into the water, then when the people drink it, when we drink the water, it goes into our stomach, it's released down into the small intestine, that's where it's absorbed into the body. Hydrogen, as Tyler said, is a, is a gas that then permeates our entire body, goes into cells, and does everything that it does internally in the interstitial areas of our body. That is what, what, what the process is. So it's literally being produced in that's what the machine does. It's electrolysis. And whether, you know, everyone has heard of fuel cells in cars, right? And we're producing hydrogen so we have better gas mileage. Effectively, this is just, you know, that times a thousand because we have specific type of metal that we use on the electrodes. You know, it's a platinum, five layers of platinum on top of a titanium electrode. So very, very specific metals because you don't ever want metals in the water. So we use platinum so that no metal leaches into the water. And we produce hydrogen. And so that, that's the whole purpose of electrolysis is to mass produce hydrogen. And that's what we're, we're doing. After we first filter the water with nine-stage nine filtration, then we go ahead and produce hydrogen. Yeah. I was looking on there, too, and it uh, it was uh, – they mentioned reverse osmosis on the site, on the, the Echo Water System site. Um, yes. What's the importance of having reverse osmosis? Well, reverse osmosis is a filtration system, and some people want to have the deepest filtration possible. Reverse osmosis is not necessary. You can use our system after reverse osmosis to put hydrogen in reverse osmosis water, but – our nine-stage filter is sufficient to remove everything that's needed. We, we just want people to know. Some people have reverse osmosis systems already, and we want them to know that you can use our ionizer with reverse osmosis because the other ionizer companies on the market tell people they cannot use RO or reverse osmosis with their system because there's not enough mineral content left in the water. But, but you can with our system. All right, yeah. And... Um, What's the website that they can go to in order to um, check out the system? Well, echowaterionizer.com, so E-C-H-O, and then water, and then ionizer, I-O-N-I-Z-E-R.com. They can go there, and there's a 12-page ebook that they can download for free that will really explain to them the history of ionization, it it has everything. It explains electrolysis. It explains how the free radicals are combined to water. It shows a graphic image where they can look at what's happening inside the electrolytic chamber or during electrolysis. There's a lot of 
information. There's five studies in the back that they can reference and look at. It does talk about the benefits of the water, the increased energy, weight loss, better sports performance. You know, people that use uh, the water to drink, but then in an ionizer, we're also producing acidic water, and that's good for skin, hair, nails, brushing their teeth. There's many different uses uses of the water, but, you know, they would in, they would have this in their home on top of the counter or below counter, and with Echo, they get installation included, and we even have a finance plan that makes it no money down and a very low monthly payment, less than they would spend on bottled water. And so it's very easy for people to get a system and have a system. And then we have the only forever warranty, parts, labor, and shipping. So Forever warranty. Explain yeah. that. What is a forever warranty? I've never heard of that one. I know. Well, I, mean, I, I did it. There's, there's only me and a company called Cutco that I'm aware of that has a forever warranty. You know, Cutco sells knives. Mm-hmm. And they have a forever warranty. It doesn't matter how long you have it. You you know, it, hey, we'll, we'll repair it or fix it or give you a replacement if something goes wrong. Same is true for us. You know, the because we have some specific technologies in our ionizer, it makes it maintenance-free. Like other ionizers, we talked about the cathode or the in the electrolysis chamber, you have the negatively charged plate. Well, calcium and other minerals want to bond to the to the cathode when electrolysis is happening. And so for all the other ionizers on the market, there's a constant need for maintenance forever. <laughs> and because once calcium gets on those electrodes, there's less and less and less and possibly no hydrogen that could be produced on the electrodes, depending on how caked on the calcium gets. Well, in the echo water ionizer, we have a patented process that swaps the cathode and the anode. So the positive and the negative electrodes swap each time the machine is turned on. So it's impossible for calcium or the mineral content to bond onto those electrodes. And so we will always be able to produce the amount of hydrogen that we say we will, and there's no maintenance on the machine. So I I basically developed a machine or created a machine that there's no maintenance, and I also can warranty it forever because we're not having all the issues that the other machines have that cause the warranties, you know. Most of the warranty issues on an ionizer are calcium buildup inside the machines. It gets it gets caked on and it cl- plugs up the unit. We don't have those issues, and so we're able to give a forever warranty. And I don't say lifetime because many other companies, when I said lifetime, they all copied me. And But what they would say is, time of our machine is 10 years. So really, they are getting a 10-year warranty and calling it a limited lifetime warranty, which I think is inappropriate. So I said forever because, right, you can't say forever is only 10 years, right? So I say forever because that's what I mean. Is on these machines, we have a repair or replacement warranty. And so it, it's, it's what no one else would ever have the guts to do because they don't have machine. They know that their machines will fail, <laughs> and so they don't want to bear the cost of that. But I don't right. have a problem with it. Yeah, I don't have a real, problem. Yeah, real quick, the last question I had for you. You mentioned the benefits of drinking the uh, molecular hydrogenated water. Um, mm-hmm. Weight loss. Can you talk a little bit about how it helps with weight loss and also how it helps with athletic performance? And I was reading this last night. I'm like, man, why why couldn't I have this water when I played basketball like 20 years ago? <laughs> 
<laughs> talk about that, well, the benefits, uh, just specifically for weight loss. Cause I know a lot of people out there are struggling with their weight or want to, you know, want to lose weight. And then also with athletic performance. Right. So weight loss has been something that we've promoted for a long time with this. And, and typically people lose, you know, five to eight pounds in the first week when they drink the water. A lot of it, well, it can be for several reasons, quite honestly. There can be because, A, you're, you're turning free radicals into water, and so you don't have quite the issues with free radicals. Some people, as they increase the hydrogen in their system, their body is healthier, has, has a higher metabolism in the first place, and it's able to get rid of waste. The other aspect is some people have edema or swelling in the body from other issues and treating edema in the body. And hydrogen reduces that as well. It, it reduces swelling. And so there can be uh, dumping of those things in the body. It, it's multiple uh, different things that is happening in the body to create the weight loss because it really depends on whether it's someone that's obese or maybe it's someone who's not. And, and yet in the first uh, while, we see that reduction in general with most people, not, and it's not weight-based. You know, it's not like you would say, oh, it's going to be eight because someone weighs 400 pounds, but someone who weighs 200 pounds only is going to lose two pounds or something. It doesn't happen that way. It seems to be in the first week or so, they, they males and females, lose, you know, roughly a pound a pound a day, which is very interesting to me. I also know... Um, people will, will pee a lot more in the first week because they are converting free radicals in the water, and so people will notice that they'll go to the bathroom a little more, and then that will stabilize over time. But mm-hmm. I, I believe that as they as you increase metabolic rate in the body from, A, being hydrated better, we know hydration is tied to metabolic rate in the body. As you increase metabolic rate, you're going to have the body's ability to burn what it has. And then there's a lot of other theories out there on why why weight weight loss is, is happening, and I don't know that I 100% agree with any one of them. And so, you know, what, what I would say comfortably is that you're converting free radicals into water, so we have a lower burden there. We have a metabolic increase as far as energy level in the body, so the body can burn and, and utilize fuel differently. You know, there, there's a number of reasons that I think that happens, Um but it's not a drug. I guess the thing, you know, other companies will produce a drug that will force the body to do this or do that. That's not what we're what we're doing. You know, what the body does, it does on its own when given the tools that it needs. And hydrogen is one of those tools that it needs for sure. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff, Paul. Um, anything else you want to share with the audience before I, I let you go and enjoy Utah? Any answer that question on and Tyler is saying that it act- activates fibroblast growth hormone 21, which increases energy expenditure, and, and he said that will attribute to the weight loss as well. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Yeah, well, good stuff, and, and thank you for being on, and, and enjoy Utah. You're in Orlando, correct? Well, I, yeah, I live in Orlando, yeah. Okay. Our headquarters are in Orlando. Yep. Okay. And maybe one day we'll meet up. I know um Dr. Haley um has your ionizer and he's like he's he's saying really good things about the water, so I'm gonna have to try some from Dr. Haley. 
Yeah, really. I, I think you'll love it. Not only from a taste perspective, it's very light. Mm-hmm. Um, some people say it's rich tasting, but and, and it's clean, fresh tasting. I I have so many people that drink it and say, oh, my gosh, that reminds me of when I was a kid. I lived in the mountains, and I used to drink the water that was coming down out of the stream. Oh, my gosh, your water reminds me of that when I was whatever, and these are like 75-year-old people, you know. And, you know, so it's very fresh and clean tasting, and people drink more water once they start drinking echo water because they like the taste of it better. And what makes me the happiest is teenagers that, stop drinking sodas because they like the taste of the water so much and they feel more hydrated and they feel more energy and more clarity of mind. That's something else that happens somewhat quick as people have more energy and clarity. So, you know, I'll, um, I'll, I'll also tell you from an athletic perspective, we have had much success with athletes increasing their performance, decreasing the fatigue. You know, they can go longer without fatiguing and then their recovery times are significantly less. And so, Tyler, we were talking today about your different acids that are produced in working out that are lessened in the body because of hydrogen. You know, there's many different ways in which it helps sports and performance of the body. And so that's that's been something. We have, um, a, yeah, yeah, and mitochondrial function in the, in the cells, the ATP production, uh, H2 or hydrogen definitely increases that as well, so you do have higher energy, and, and then you have less fatigue and uric acid. The way the way it's eliminated out of the body, hydrogen helps significantly with that. So many different things I think that your audience will benefit from, and anyone that's uh, utilizing their body to perform and in the performance mechanism, they will feel a difference in performance. They'll feel a difference in how long they can do it before they feel fatigued. Uh, mm-hmm. We we have ultra runners, uh, some good friends of mine, David and Carrie Webb, they, they, Carrie Martin, they um, are ultra runners. They run races that are 120 miles, 200 miles long in like five to seven days. They'll do that in the mountains, for instance. And they, they say that uh, it's because of the water that they're able to run so far without being fatigued. So many marathoners, uh, people that really enjoy the water can, can run much longer before they fatigue. So, I hope that answers. I hope that helps. I, there's much more we can talk about, but I hope that yeah, helps. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure the show could have been uh, at least two hours long, but I just want to, again, for you to come on and, and talk a little bit about it. I think it's a great technology, and I don't. I think that a lot of people don't drink enough water, and if they do, one of the things I know that from my experience, when I started to drink water and eliminate sodas from my diet, I had a hard time really uh, drinking water because it didn't taste good. <laughs> so right. if you can get some good tasting water that has things that are filtered out, the impurities uh, filtered out of it, then, you know, certainly it's, it's well worth it. So um, you know, good stuff. And, and thank you and Tyler for uh, coming on and explaining. And give us the website one more time, Paul. Uh, Echo Water Ionizer. So www.echo and then W-A-T-E-R I O N I E R. That's the Echo Water Ionizer. And from the Echo Water Ionizer, there is a link to the Molecular Hydrogen Institute right there. So they can if they want to learn the science and watch the videos with Tyler as well, they can they can check that out. But thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much, Paul. Hopefully we'll get a chance to to meet at some time. Yeah, sounds great. All right. Talk to you later, man, and enjoy Utah. Have a safe trip back to O Town. 
<laughs> Thank you. Okay. Talk to you later. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. All right. Good show tonight. A little bit technical, but I think that, you know, you can follow it. Um, one of the things that I know that always helped me when I was in the uh, pharmaceutical industry was to just look things up. I used to carry a little dictionary with me. A lot of times people get thrown off by terms. If you look in a dictionary, it will it'll explain those things to you. But we didn't have Google back then when I was in pharma. So I always carried this little medical dictionary with me. And when doctors threw stuff at me, I didn't know I would go back to my car and look it up in my medical uh, dictionary. You can do the same thing. You can just Google some of these terms and start learning in some of these terms. They're not really hard to understand. They're just scientific terms. It's kind of like lawyers understand lawyer jargon. Scientists understand science jargon. So it's all different. But, um, you can understand this stuff. So hope you enjoyed the show tonight. We talked a little bit about water and the added benefits of added hydrogen in the water. And hope you enjoyed that. And if you want to check out Paul's site, I know he mentioned it a couple of times on here. And it's well worth investing in technology to have water because uh, he mentioned again that there are pharmaceuticals in the water. And I've studied that as well. And there's a lot of things that are in our water, especially our tap water that we don't really uh, know about, including uh, fluoride, which is not all that good. So if you could invest in something that's going to save you money in the long run, I would definitely say invest in something uh, like this technology. So, again, thank you for listening tonight. We'll be back next week. I'm going to have Dr. Mike Haley on. He'll be talking about the benefits of aloe vera. You'll be amazed at what aloe vera can do. A lot of people have gut healing issues. A lot of people just have problems, digestive issues in general, and we'll talk about that next week. And then the week after, um, I'll have uh, Barbara Lowe Fisher on, and we'll be talking about vaccination. A, a lot of controversy going on about vaccinations, and I think that'll end the month. And then February, I'm working on some guests for February, so we'll start it all over again in February. Thank you for listening, people. Peace and love, and I'll see you on the next episode.